Michigan yeah. if you ain't done this shit. Yeah. Yeah. God will never forgive us. Telling what? Get fucked. <laughs> That's literally every end, like not even exaggeration. All of the comments, like, I, I agree with all of the YouTube comments 100% for the first time ever, but they were just like, man, if any fighting game started with Get Fuck, holy shit, like, someone do this, please. Yeah, right? Like, Arxy, get on it, A-S-A-P. Heaven or hell! Let's rock! No, I don't know what you're talking about. This is episode numero uno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, hey everyone. All the, or the no one. Whatever. This is for me. I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to uh, episode one of Hard Knockdown, the general fighting game podcast cover different news games and just general fgc fgc thoughts that we have um my name's nick my name is bnb by charles yeah my name's bnb uh my fgc tag is lilliputian uh i started in the fgc technically in 2014 um i was a smash kitty purely melee only melee and nothing else like 90% you, of that you played community. a little bit of Smash 4 with us every once in a while. You liked uh, Falco in that game. Or was it Falcon? You liked one of the dudes for a second. No, I like, I like Falcon and Puff. Yeah, Falcon okay. and Puff were my guys. But I played that for um, a few years up until 2018 when uh, I saw uh, Guile in Street Fighter V and I went, oh, I want that. That looks tight. So picked up Street Fighter V and just took the plunge down the fighting game rabbit hole from there. I... Uh, Mostly play Guilty Gear now, Exerd. How about you, man? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Um, I am BNB, as I said, aka Charles, as Nick said. That's my real life name. Feel free to call me either. I'm pretty cool. Um, I started playing fighting games around a similar time, 2014, probably more 2015, to be honest, with uh, Smash 4 coming out. I really got into the competitive scene for the first time, and even though I wasn't really in the lab or online and and doing all that shit a lot, that was the first time I kind of went to locals, I kind of went to nationals and stuff. So I consider that my entry. Um, Closer to 2018, when Arcade Edition was coming out, I got a used copy of Street Fighter V. I really dug Laura, um, but I was playing on pad. It wasn't until a couple later... A couple years later uh, that this dude sold me his fight stick and then we went to Evo uh, that I really started to get more into Street Fighter V and then Lucia came out this awesome rushdown Shoto and that just kind of cemented my transition from Smash Bros into the FGC and I've been in love ever since so yeah that's me mm-hmm. now mostly I mean Charles and I were real homies in the FGC right sure we have friends outside and you know in other games but when it comes to anything fighting games it's the two of us running sets it's it's mostly uh plus r online or exert when i get the chance to pop over to his house hashtag vaccinated gang um yeah but i got the chance to play the guilty gear strive beta at your house right yeah that was so fun my dude uh, I had a blast with the game. Honestly, I know a lot of, uh, not so much anymore since the second beta, but a, a lot of Guilty Gear players, myself included, were uh, skeptical about Strive, if making it seem like, oh, it's what Street Fighter Five is Street Fighter Four, right? And Street Fighter Five to this day is getting hate for not being Street Fighter Four yeah. or Third Strike. Yeah. Thankfully, you know that's not the case, and the game's incredible, and I just love it to death, right? But we were all looking forward to playing it in April. And the bad news is it got delayed. And it got delayed till June. 
And to bounce off you real quick, being one of those those people that played that first beta, that really early version of the game, it's crazy how much I don't remember how fucking insane the damage was and how bad the delay-based netcode was. And, like, I dropped combos 90% more because that stupid fucking counter hit would pop up every single time and the timing was so weird to adjust to. It's crazy how much better that they had made the game already by just the second beta um, that this delay, while I'm sad that I don't just get to play Annie for a month and then play Strive, like I'm also okay with it. I'm definitely very okay with it because the game has made leaps and bounds since the last beta. I know they've been doing work before you know, we even played the beta. They've been doing adjustments on shit that I'm sure we we discovered and we thought, you know, we were the originators. Like, oh, look at the shit, guys. I'm sure you didn't find this out. Meanwhile, they patched that out already, you know, so. Yeah, no, uh, taking the time from the first beta to the second beta was such a massive improvement, clearly, from beta one to beta two. So I think that delaying the game until June is frankly the best call it's easily for the best of the game right there so there's some glaring issues and a lot of things that need to be worked on so i'm happy they delayed it as much as i did want to play it again um i can wait a little longer if the finished product is gonna be good yeah i agree um and it's because i think a lot of people don't even remember like the even the lobbies were a lot worse in that first beta like you know how you just kind of walk up to someone and press a button and if you mash r code it takes forever in the first beta you both had to hold your swords like you had to engage and then like have a dick fight i mean sword fights um (laughs) and that's how like you just have to stand there like making an x for fucking 50 seconds and then you would get connected it was so dumb um so i'm sure a lot of things are going to be improved um i think a lot of people are going to get their hopes up a little bit too much and i kind of wanted to to talk to you about that and about what things you think the game really needs and what things you kind of expect the game to have, even if those things necessarily don't meet your wants and needs. Um, Cause one of the biggest things I hear a lot that I disagree with, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ramble for a second here, is Gatlings coming back. And I don't think Gatlings are coming back and I don't think it's a good thing for this game. And one thing I hear a lot is that Gatlings coming back would be really good for beginners cause you can just mash. Um, but I think that part of what they mean about making this game good for beginners is like teaching people elements of footsies and and how to play fighting games like confirms and adding gatlings takes away from teaching someone how to do hit confirms and i feel like this system works really well for block strings and staggers and hit confirms right now so outside of gatlings and other stuff like that just what do you what do you expect and how do you feel about kind of what i just said and stuff honestly i my biggest disappointment in Strive isn't the removal of Gatlings, because I do think that, I, like, I trust Arxis to know what they're doing with the game, right? I don't think I know better than them by any means, but I do miss the complexities of the air game a lot already. Like, my, one of my favorite things to do in um, Exert is uh, a late low air dash into, like, three or four rapid overhead attacks into, like, low or, like, a low mid command grab right like they're and that's not something that just ramsdall can do either like that's something a lot of characters can do that triple double overhead even really low to the ground with a late air dash like that Mm -hmm. i mean i I wish they would remove the little gold sphere and like the delay almost that the assault that comes with an air dash yeah it's almost like an assault like in units i mean i would again that's like a dream right but that won't happen um and Maybe that would be akin. Maybe I sound like the people who are being like, "Oh, I get back. It's it's better. It's what I know." But 
Yeah. That's just me personally what I would like to see more. And definitely more complexities in the air game. I think the air game in Strive is a little weak. It's uh, definitely more of a grounded game. But, I don't know, we'll see as the game actually grows. Yeah, I, I agree that the game has a lot of time to kind of discover stuff. And I also agree that the air combos are, are very weak. Um, and I, I think something like the air dash getting zero lag in um, Guilty Gear Strive Revelator or whatever the fuck it is called is a lot more realistic than Gatlin's ever coming back, you know? Like, I think that's a change that you can actually hope for. Characters getting new moves, characters getting changes to universal mechanics, not shit like... I think Gatlings changes the whole fundamentals of the game they're trying to build. When you bring Gatlings back, you have to change how Fafnir works, and you have to change how whatever his top two works is, you know? Exactly. There's a lot of other fundamental things you have to change along with that, and it's just, it wouldn't work for Strive. In my humble scrub opinion. Yeah, same, same, same. And I, I am curious about the air combos too, because even other people have said Anji and, and Eno look very traditional in their ability to get, you know, double jump air combos like it's Shrive or like it's Guilty Gear, like it's even Dragon Ball has, you know, those kind of jump air combos. So I think that might even be something that has already been changed that maybe we just didn't see in the beta, possibly. There's a strong possibility. Like, I know Eno in her trailer did a lot of what, exactly what I was talking about into, like, the late air dash, into, like, two or three overheads, into a confirm or a low or a grab, something along those lines. I know I saw Eno doing that, so maybe that's just the character for me and Strider. <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be sick. I would love to play some Eno yeah, really hope that... Oh, Eno. oh God. <laughs> After playing a lot of good Enos online and Exer, that just that hurt my soul. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> moving into topic number two, I really think that um, yo yo yo, we got we got a cleaner transition than that. Also, I apologize for not being in front of my mic. I was eating. I realize I'm gonna have to censor that, but it's gonna be funny. Um, <laughs> Anji and Eno. Can't let the kids know. Let's talk about Anji and Eno a little bit more, um, because sure. I think you you just played Anji for the first time the other day in XX. That character is a gorilla. Holy shit! Invincibility on so much shit, but but. I think we can easily jump off uh, talking about Anji and Eno a little bit into this next topic for sure. Sure, I really do think that um, Anji is going to work really well in the Strives engine, right? Because I played a lot of, uh, a lot, uh, maybe two hours of him in XX or Plus R, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, he just seems very straightforward. Um, sure, he has some gimmicks, right? And some crazy stuff that you can only do in Plus R, but. I think he'll work really well for what Strive is trying to achieve, and frankly, I'm really excited to try and play him. Even if I would like to see some other characters come back first, I, I'm excited to give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as someone who's just discovered Eno and Exert, I really like that character a lot. I've always liked rush down characters, and Giovanna did not satisfy that void for me. She was, it was just like everything's plus. This is interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Eno has a lot of interesting movement and interesting, you know, the projectile and chemical love. Like her, her kit just works together in a very cool, interesting way. And I, um, Exert's very intimidating to me. And the fact that it has delay based online is almost a Discord fighter. And the fact that it doesn't have crossplay and we have the game on two di different consoles is really what keeps me from diving into that. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of dive deeper into Eno. And then maybe that'll even encourage me to dive deeper into Exert. Maybe, but, um, 
I don't know. What characters would you like to see come back to Stripes? I know you really wanted you know, and you got, I, I knew she was coming back before. Yeah, yeah that was a funny... Um, when you, I think about that interaction in retrospective, so the, the last night of the Stripe beta, not the last night, but one of the last nights, homie was at my house and we were just playing matches. He played some online and uh, the character had leaked and I didn't look at the leak yet, but he knew who it was and we were just like fucking booling about like, oh, but if it's ABBA, you can tell me. Uh, and he's like, it's hose, it's hose, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I would really, I would love to see Johnny come back because, yeah. I mean, Johnny and Exert is just, it's a work of art. Sure, the character's a piece of shit and really, you know, clearly S tier in the game, but I'd be curious to see what they would do to Johnny to either knock him down a peg or how they would change his mechanics to work in uh, in Strive in general. Yeah, so elaborate that a, a little bit more for me because Guilty Gear is that type of game where like, if you don't play the character and you haven't played 100 hours, you don't know how the character works. And even if you played 100 hours, you probably don't know how the character works and you just fucking hate them. So uh, I know Johnny's a stance change character. I know he's got the coins, which have really good Oki and shit, but like, elaborate a little bit on how you think they might simplify that. You know what? I'd really have to sit and think about it, but I know that... Um... For the uninitiated, Johnny and Exert, he uh, doesn't have a traditional run like every other character. Every other character, you double tap forward, and as long as you hold it, your character's gonna run. Uh, Johnny has a more traditional fighting game dash, where he just moves forward a short bit, right? And that really changes his um, how he interacts with the game, and just a lot of his options, right? And my favorite thing about him is his stance cancels, so you can do... Get into misfinder stance by holding uh, core circle back or two and four PK or S, right? And so, respectively, that is a mid misfinder, a high, and a low. Mm. It's like a little beam that just shoots out and just rockets at you. Now, you'll stay in the stance for as long as you hold the button. So you can either input it and move no, on immediately, or you can do you can do two and four K and just hold down K and he'll stand in the stance for as long as he, as he can but the way it gets interesting is you can cancel normals into misfinder stance and almost get rid of some of the recovery frames so say I do standing heavy slash and then during the recovery frames of that move I input 2 and 4 K and I hold it you can cancel that stance by pushing heavy slash again and you can just do repeated pressure sequences like that and I don't know it feels good to pull off it looks really cool. It cranks the wrist gauge. It's just overall really fun. Now, Johnny's other mechanic that's really core to his gameplay is with his coins. So, you can throw a coin by doing um, two through six heavy slash. Now, if you do that once, he'll throw one coin, and for every coin that hits the opponent, uh, it levels up his misfinder. So you can do level one, which is the base, no coins, two after one, and level three is when you hit two coins. Now, when you're in level two and you hit them with a misfinder, it'll like tumble them and roll, roll across the screen for a little bit. But if you hit them with a level three misfinder, it does a ridiculously long wall stick where they just stick to the wall and you can do different combos and different follow-ups and it does more damage, obviously. So that entwined with stance cancels, it makes them a really threatening character at close range. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a beauty to see. Yeah, I can't... The only thing that I can really see from change is, um, like, I, I guess changing the wall stick from level 3 Miss Finder would just be... Right, it's so hard. ...obviously broken. 
It's so hard because uh, yeah, the new really strive mechanics. Like, I feel like I understand why you have to sit and think about it for so long. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how he would quite work in that game because a wall stick and exer leads leads to massive combos and massive damage and scary pressure in Oki, obviously. But you don't have as much as that in strive, right? It, it's kind of fundamental. Um, yeah, I I think they part it by gameplay. just giving him like a crazy super, right? Like so. Give a, a super that has some utility, maybe, and then he still gets really good wall stick, but then that's reset to neutral full tension. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way to go, right? Like, you hit um, the. Because Johnny does have a super that he likes to hit after the wall stick that um, gives him two coins back. Oh. So maybe if that super, instead of giving, you know, launching them up for a combo, you stick them to the wall with level three misfinder, you hit him with that super. And you get two coins back, and it you know breaks the wall, resets to neutral. So you still have your coins, right? And there's reason to break the wall and reason to do it. And you still get that uh, positive meter build from the wall break. So I don't know. There's definitely ways you could implement Johnny into the game, but it just it obviously wouldn't be. The it's same. gonna be weird, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any characters that you really wish, like on your wish list for Strive? Well, well, what characters before? Is there any other? I, I do want to that Johnny breakdown. I do appreciate it, but real quick, I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off like that. Is there any other honorable mentions you have? Uh, honestly, I I would like to put Sin back in the game. Yeah, because I think he hits like a truck, and I really like his mechanics, the way that he works with the, the food meter. That so, character's so funny Sin. to me to think that a character from Overture, like the worst Guilty Gear game ever created, this fucking MOBA 3D ass shit. Like, how is this character They're, so cool? It's they made it happen. I don't know the the way that he works in Exert is just so it's so interesting to me because yeah, he's like a truck and he can do sixty percent damage in like you know three swings, but it'll cost him his food meter that he has to give up O'Keefe to regain, right? So he can be able to do those massive combos again. And I don't know. I'd really be curious to see what they do with him and Strive. I just like to see him back, right? Like, I mean, a huge damage character in a huge damage game like Strive is just going to be annoying to deal with. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be neat. And then my third character that I wrote down, I really want um, Dizzy back in the game because I I've always wanted to play Dizzy, and I think she's interesting, right? But I don't know. I, I've never really just dove in and gotten into her, right? And I feel like a new game and a new approach would really motivate me to try her out and give her a shot and see, you know, what's what. Bro, I just want the audience to know, y'all know your homie's a homie when he wants two of the characters that you have played in previous Guilty Gear games to come back in new Guilty Gear games. That's a motherfucking <laughs> homie right there. Um, I, I definitely well, I mean, agree, yeah. My other character that I wrote down, I'm sure you do too. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Give me that last one. Uh, it's, uh, plus army yeah fuck yeah i'll talk mm. more about that for sure but um also i just want to say you picked a funny pair too i think sin and dizzy are likely to come back and likely to, to be announced back to back like that because of the fucking guilty gear lore my brain is expanding because i used to work at a donut shop and i worked midnight so i i listened to a three-hour video about guilty gear lore and now i'm cool that made me <laughs> cool, like so much <laughs> pussy i'm not gonna censor pussy but i'm gonna censor it's gonna be really funny. <laughs> the double sensor. <laughs> um, but nut. characters that I want to see come back. My meme answer is Leopold. I've never played that character. I I just think it's really funny. 
I, I really also like the concept of giant ass characters that are slow and it's like they don't have a lot of mix but you can probably mix them really well but they're also huge but also some of your mix won't work because they're big like you won't cross up I just think that's cool I would like to see Leopold come back even though it's unlikely um, my real answer is everyone from XX obviously Abbott is my XX main so that is a character I would like to see come back the most I'm scared because she'll probably get gutted. Her Rekkas are going to get turned into something weird like Rams, and she's probably going to lose like her half-circle forward kick move, and her install's going to get gutted. But um, I would love to see Abba back. And I just think the XX roster, I just think doing a Smash Ultimate type thing where like you don't need to bring everyone back, right? But I think they've already set up for a nice like newcomers and XX type thing. Um, uh, Ramlethal's there because Ramlethal's kind of a staple. I don't I honestly don't think we need Elphet back, even though fuck you, Elphet stands. I don't think we need Come Heaven back, even though that's a funny character. If you don't know who I'm talking about, learn how to read. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> think Raven's gonna come back. Like I, I don't know a ton about Raven, but he seemed very much like a character that is not gonna work well in Stride. You know, from the little I've played him. Um, His toolkit was OP, and that's pretty much good exactly. in Stride. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I would love to see most of the XX characters come back, though. I think Slayer, you know, Johnny, they're all staples. Dizzy, like you said. Um, I, I think Sin is probably likely to, just because even though at the, the start of this game's development, they said they weren't continuing the story, it does seem like there is some reverence to the old Guilty Gear lore, especially with the library or whatever the fuck that mode is called. Um, so... Yeah, there's, only, there's one other thing that I really want in... Um, Strive, which I don't think it has a chance, frankly, but it was one of the things that drew me to gear in the first place, and I think it's something that will get more uh, casual-oriented players into the game, and that's instant kills. Yes! I love instant kills. They're so fun and they're, satisfying. They're putting it's instant cool kills in the game, bro. I, I hate to be an anime... Uh, ah, Jesus Christ. I hate to be an anime Illuminati watcher, um, but like they put they put fucking Gogeta Super Saiyan 4 in Dragon Ball with an instant kill. He has to taunt seven times and it's hilarious, but they're putting instant kills in Guilty Gear, dude. Like, there's no way. There's no way they're not putting I, I'm curious to see what the condition is, because I think it might be different than just losing your meter for the round. I think it might be more dramatic or less dramatic, considering on like what they tweak with other systems, um, given the feedback from the beta. Because I do think there will be some slight gameplay tweaks. You know, I don't think Gatlings are coming back. I don't think Air Dash is getting zero frames in this version. But I think there will be gameplay tweaks, so I'm I'm I think inks and kills are coming. I don't I'm I'm gonna be disappointed when they don't happen. I'm gonna be that guy, but I'm okay just believing in in Arxis. I just think that instant kills are very important to Guilty Gear as a franchise, almost because, like, if you go on YouTube and you look up anything that's popular for a fighting game, what are you gonna find? Right? You're gonna Fucking find supers. the visuals. It's the super and, super and a white man with like blonde every- hair's face who we shall not name. <laughs> He, he's got it. It brings in the views. But seriously, like all the all the new players, that's what catches their attention. All those uh, different compilations, they have millions of views on YouTube. And it's not only the um, like cinematic supers that get people in. I really think there are a few more important things to really attract and bring in that new, what's going to be your core audience. And it comes down to visuals. So I think like supers, right? 
obviously and you got to have you know visuals also encapsulates like you know a, a good look for the game see kof 14. um another thing that's really important that i think is to- not talked about as often is uh sound design i think that's incredibly important when you get a hit in a game it's got to feel Bro, good. it's got to sound you're giving good, me right? such a good segue to skull Bros. fuck you i just like there's no way you said visuals first and there's no way they daisuke created this beautiful ass game and didn't animate it. Like, there's no way, bro. Like, Daisuke would have done that shit by himself with his hands if no one else did. Like, I swear to God, there's no way they made this this game engine and didn't put instant kills in it. That, that fucking has to be. I hope, for my own sake, right? Because I just, I love doing them so often. I do them whenever I get the chance. I, I practiced an instant kill setup in Exit the other day for, like, a half hour, just getting it consistently. But... I sound design. Y'all, is yeah, y'all ever listen to the really Schoolgirls uh, soundtrack before? <laughs> the soundtrack or like what, the design, like what it sounds like when you get that's true too. Combo or like, that's also a good point. Like what it, when you burst out, I think yeah, uh, like when you I, burst out of a combo, it, it sounds like you know, it, it sounds great. Yeah, I think Schoolgirls does a good job with that. That as well, I think all of, you know, even Push Block has a pretty distinct sound. It just you gotta nail it. You really gotta nail it. And I think they have a strive, and I think they have, you know, other new games that are coming out, right? But I mean, one that sticks specifically for me is Street Fighter V. Because when I landed with Punish in that game, it feels good. Not That's because, true. like, the little hit, the hit crush stop counter. that happens. Oh, crush counter. <laughs> it just feels great to land, right? And it's just, it, it's not talked about as often as it should be, but it's so incredibly important. If, if, if Getting a hit in the game sounds like punching a pillow. It, it's not as satisfying. Not nearly as satisfying as like a giant, you know, thud or like a crush or an explosion, right? It just, it's so important to me. Yeah, no, that, that actually does make me think of Skullgirls too. Like, I'm glad you kind of elaborated on that because like uh, Annie just came out. I'm playing some Annie. Her standing light kick is just like the swords do a little spin around her. It's pretty cool. It's like four or five hits. It's a nice, really nice standing light kick to have because it allows you to get a, a restamp combo really easy but uh that shit just is like i'll put all of these sound effects i keep making with my mouth in the edit so it doesn't sound stupid but that shit is fucking it, it's so like so impactful for a standing light kick but it makes sense because that shit is strong oh yeah no it's it's got to sound impactful if it doesn't then you're just you lost me you lost me and you lost most other players i think whether they realize it or not it's necessary it's just necessary to retain those people like hitting a rage drive in tekken oh the sound of like like the high pitch like that happens when you initiate it right and the sound of it connecting just man that is satisfying there's a reason that players fish for it not only because it's a powerful tool right and it leads to such damaging combo but it just it sounds so good it sounds so good to land, especially with, you know, I, I'm a Brian player in Tekken, barely. I'm not a Tekken player. But hitting that back one rage drive, it just, uh, it hits different. No, that's a really, that's a drag really fucking good one. Oh. Even oh. the fucking, the, the taunt and the throws in Tekken. Slight sidebar, too. I've been playing shit at work uh, before it got super big. <sighs> Bro, Tough Love Arena. Even Tough Love Arena, bro. I usually play it on mute because I'm playing it at work. But uh, when I do get to unmute it, like, it's cute. It's like the, it's like a dude doing sound effects. Like, it makes sense for the aesthetic of the game and it's impactful. Like, it's important, you know? 
Mm-hmm. No, you know, obviously we go into depth about why sound design is important, but um, the big things obviously matter too. Like I mentioned, the supers, right? Everyone loves to see those. But if you Google things that are important for Mortal Kombat when uh, a new character drops, there's always the interactions, right? Like yeah. the intros. When the characters are walking on each other. Guilty Gear Strive needs that. People, if you put good on the part that said intros in the Guilty Gear Strive beta survey, fuck you. Like, no, we need better intros than them saying the same shit every time. This is not Smash Bros. Yeah, like, even in um, in Exert, they have specific texts to each other. Like, when Ram and Sim play, they, um, they have specific dialogue that's just to them, right? And it's just a little hint of the lore, and it's a little fun for people who care about the games, right? And... It's just, it's just that extra little thing that really matters in the end. Yeah, no. But but speaking of other, the first thing that you said mattered, supers, bro. You want to talk about supers? Any got a lot of supers, my dude. Any got? I don't have the. I should have pulled it up, but any got like one, two, three, four, five, like six, seven supers. Because she has an install that she gets two supers. This bitch has supers, bro. This bitch spends meter, my guy. She's like 12, what the fuck? How do you spend that much meter? I wish I could spend meter like that when I was 12, bro. Where the fuck was my meter at? What you the fuck? You dump it all out there. God damn. Jeez. I love it to death. I mean, it, I, it'll i retain all the new players, right? When people see that Annie, you know, has all those crazy supers, all those cinematics, they want to do the cool things, right? They don't care about DP motions or, you know, different things like that like you know when a new player comes in he doesn't think oh i can't do 63 it has to be like 2-2 or just one button right it has to look good and it has to look cool if it does you'll retain those players i no. guarantee it no that's facts um we, we kind of talked about only the things like yeah hmm? you go ahead go ahead it's not only things like aesthetic that really matter to retaining someone because i mean it, the game could look beautiful it could play great but if you're not able to play it online Bob High players. Yeah. No, I think this is a good this is a good two in fucking one. Yeah. Fuck Dragon Ball. Even even with the hypest DLC character book coming out right now, the people that are playing that game are content creators and people that have already invested so many hours into that game that they have guilt. They have guilt for playing other games at this point. It's like I guess I have to wait for Guilty Gear Stride and Gogeta is here, so I, I'd be, I feel guilty if I played XX or Skullgirls. Um, yeah, right. everyone's saying that that game is dead purely because of the netcode issue, right? Yeah. Delay-based netcode obviously doesn't work. The injury standard is rollback. We've known this for a while now. We've had to pull teeth to get it in our new games. Thankfully, both KOF 15 and Strive have them, so that won't be too much of an issue with those games, and hopefully that continues moving forward but man like most people are saying that um at least on twitter right now see twitter that dbfc is dead yeah. because of role, uh the delay based netcode and i guess for the uninitiated um delay based netcode is when yeah this is a good thing to explain actually a lot of people i, I have a, a homie at work that plays tech and then he didn't know what rollback was or how delay and rollback worked like even people mm. that don't play fighting games don't understand that we don't have de- dedicated servers for like our matches like they just don't yeah. know how it works it's all peer to peer and say you know I experienced some network latency for a little bit and it's going to freeze your game until it catches up and it just it feels choppy and it constantly happens no matter how good your connection is 
and it just doesn't feel great. It feels like online. It feels like you're playing a choppy, crappier version of the game. Now, rollback is just, it's smoother. Um, I struggle in explaining it. You, you're you're explaining just... it better than me. I explain it like a robot. You're explaining it like you <laughs> talk to a person and not a computer. No, rollback necron is better just because it feels smoother. It doesn't wait for the other player. Right? It'll make like a guess like, oh, you're holding forward to walk forward. I'm assuming that you're going to keep holding forward to walk forward. And if it's wrong, it's going to roll back a couple frames and say, oh, you hit punch there. All right, we're going to take it back in time. Have you hit punch? And it sounds like it wouldn't work, right? But it worked flawlessly. Like the Guilty Gear Strive matches that I played online with the rollback netcode fell like offline. Like it was incredibly good. And I just, you need that in your game now to keep it alive. Like a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I, I, like I said, DBFZ doesn't have uh, rollback, so it's dying off. And Tekken doesn't have rollback, so people are getting frustrated with the online, right? You just, it's a necessary component to your fighting games at this point. And, and here's the two-in-one, is that, like, Guilty Gear Strive's rollback was amazing, but if we're talking about things that keep people engaged, I think we need to keep talking about Skullgirls, because this wasn't live last time, but um, Skullgirls, recently, even before any was introduced and, and kind of, like, revitalized the scene, Skullgirls got this hot fix that fixed quick match. Um, so I think it wasn't, it was like endless, endless rematch wasn't available, which Dragon Ball recently did. Dragon Ball went to two of three, even before Guild of Gear Strive beta came out, which I think was putting the game on a down, downward slope before even people knew about how good rollback was. People were like tired of having to do only two of threes. Um, so endless rematch got turned on for Skullgirls and they just fixed the, the matchmaking. So you find people closer to you, you find people closer to your skill level. Um, and it's a combination of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a combination of things that keeps people involved and keeps players interested in your game. You have to have that ability to play people quickly and to play people efficiently, not like the Guilty Gear Strive beta and, and the Guilty Gear Strive first beta. Um, and it's, it's like you're saying, it's more than just visuals. It's more than even just rollback netcode. It's, it's a combination of any things, right? Like a game like Fortnite didn't just blow up because it was Fortnite. I don't know how Fortnite blew up, but it's a combination of the visual style being appealing to kids, right? The gameplay being appealing to a wide variety of people for some fucking reason. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Um, and being able to play with pretty much just about everyone. Yeah, right? literally being able to play cross-play with so many people. The fucking crossovers for that fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think, you know, the Fortnite comparison is, is uh, smart because... It sucks, the, but yeah, unfortunately. But, no, it actually works perfectly because what I was going to mention next that I think uh, is overlooked in some games, not as much as others, but is uh, customization, right? Do you think Fortnite would be nearly as yeah. popular if you couldn't uh, get your John Wick skin God, I hate Fortnite, get a whole dude. bunch of different... <laughs> you, well, I'll, I'll say CSGO, right? If you couldn't get weapon <laughs> skins in CSGO... No, I did it to myself. I did it to myself. Let's not fucking lie. Like, CSGO isn't just filled with bot games, my dude. What What year is it? I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's not 2015 anymore? Oh. No, I... You need to be able to customize your character, be it like yeah. Tekken does, where... No, you can fuck Tekken. Ridiculous Don't, things stop and different yeah. items. Tekken, Tekken customization is too Japanese. But it's not a lot. <laughs> it's a little too much. I love I mean, Japan, but, but that shit just far as, you know? Like, custom colors for your characters, obviously. Yeah. Very good. Costumes. Um, Where are all the costumes yes. in Arc System works games? 
where are skins and look at Mortal Kombat. We've been talking about Mortal Kombat, and I think Mortal Kombat, like, it sucks that Mortal Kombat 11 just isn't what Mortal Kombat 10 was gameplay wise because it's rollback. Like, there's a Wi Fi indicator, there's cross play, there's custom costumes, there's custom move sets, which is like potentially a new interactive level of gameplay, of immersive player decision making than any other fighting game could be, even though the implementation sucks. Like, Mortal Kombat 11 is so close to being, like, such a revolutionary fighting game. Like, it sucks. It sucks. Well, that's why I think it's the most popular with casual players, is because of all the customization op- options that you have, right? Yeah. Ignoring the fact that there is a rollback netcode, right? Which, I mean, the typical consumer doesn't even consider when buying a new game. It's iconic characters, right? The the wonderful sound design going behind everything like the way you know get over here line obviously sounds great but i think it's a lot of customization a lot of customization that you can do to your characters make them yours right be it not only um the way they look but like you mentioned move sets right i think something else that's really important to retaining players is offline modes right because for the competitive scene and people who really care about fighting games and improving and getting better like you spent you put a training mode a 2p versus mode and online and i'm ready to go that's a complete package to me but for most people you know they got to have things like in mk the crypt yeah. or other different uh like arcade mode right yeah those no, 100%. things are i don't know what a fucking popular. tower is but i've seen so like i've literally been in in discords for random ass shit like twitch discords different fighting game discords like get at it is anyone looking for towers like i'm trying to do these towers like who the fuck are you what the f- what what <laughs> Yeah, everyone loves that shit, and you gotta have it for the new people just to even care anymore. Well, how does Skullgirls do in that respect? I think, um, in terms of, of, like, in terms of bringing in new players, I think it's hard. Um, and it, it doesn't have, like, I think Skullgirls has some of the best colors. I think Skullgirls Deadass has some of the best colors in any fighting game. Like, the palette swaps are amazing. Um, and I think this fact, the fact that Skullgirls DLC is coming out is going to make Skullgirls even more appealing. Because I think teams games, tag games, have this innate, like, nature to be able to create an intimate relationship with the player through customization just by choosing a team that is so unique. Even Dragon Ball Fighters, we see this. Obviously, it has that advantage of being a Dragon Ball, um, you know, IP. But I think the Marvel vs. Capcom style gameplay is not why people, most people, want to play this tag game. I think being able to pick three Dragon Ball characters makes most people go, I can put three characters, like, I can do this theme or I can do this shit that doesn't make sense. Like, I think tag games have this innate nature to create these, these situations where characters feel personally attached to their teams. Um, and so Skullgirls has that, and because it's getting more characters, I feel like it's going to be able to do that even better. Uh, now, I haven't been in tune to the Skullgirls scene as much. Is it getting more characters besides Annie? Yeah, we're going to get four whole DLC characters, so I haven't learned... I'm going to learn more eventually because I have pre-ordered it, and at some point, uh, apparently they're going to tell the, us what the characters are so we can pick the order. They said some shit like that. The pre-orders, people that pre-ordered any are going to get some bonus and some insight knowledge about what's going on with these other four characters when when they're going on. So 
I I will disclose a little bit of that when I hear some of that. But yeah, it's Skullgirls is gonna have a revolution. Like I'm about to learn real mix, bro. Like if you, I want you to learn a little bit of Skullgirls. I think you'll you you could get into it if you really tried. I think it's like a cool NPC game. But oh, I can't play just one team big band. You can you can play one character. That's what I'm saying. Like if you play one character, I still think you can get into it. I think especially if you really learn one character, like playing that three v one or that two v one when you just hit like a fucking truck dude and you take no damage, like that feels cool. That's it. That shit's cool to watch. Watching Frosty Falconing and watching Wing Zero like fucking destroy half the bracket just with Philia just mixing constantly, hitting like a truck, taking no damage. Like fuck you, I'm gonna mix again. Like that shit is so cool. So. I think Skullgirls is really interesting too because it's all original characters if I'm not wrong yeah yeah so they have a lot of um, interesting things they can do with DLC right like you know in uh, uh, KOS case or Street Fighter or any uh, established IP right everyone's like oh bring Rose back or where's Melina or no buy can no buy right and that is just so frustrating see you know? it, it's unfortunate because I wish more Skullgirls players had the attitude that you want to present because a long time ago when Skullgirls DLC first got added there was polls so there's a list of like 26 characters and concept art and concept designs um, for characters in Skullgirls and, and people are you know they're just like give me Minette give me fucking Venus like it's, it's exactly what every other fighting game is give me fucking Cynthia I wish people were more open um, to just wanting a new character because I'm sure Future Club could design something really cool um, but but people just just want the old shit well I'm, maybe they don't want those designs to go to waste right yeah and like I think that's fair 26 characters yeah and and to be fair they have done cool shit too right like Eliza the character I play with the skeleton uh that, that used yeah. to just burn meter, right? I played her on Anchor, and I'm probably going to play her mid in, in this new update because they changed how that shit works. Um, she doesn't just burn meter to be super armor anymore. In the original, like, pitch of that character when people were voting, there's concept, like, there's character reference and, like, a little blurb for concept what their kit's going to be. And part mm-hmm. of Eliza's shit was like, oh, it's going to be full-on Mortal Kombat, blood, meter, blood shit, and that isn't that wasn't part of the game. In this new update... Eliza has a blood meter. That's how Sekhmet works now. You have you do damage. You do a damage to yourself when you're in the skeleton, and you can collect blood on the stage after damaging an opponent to heal yourself. Uh, so they're they're implementing good shit from those ideas. That's gonna balance the shit. Like Eliza's gonna be a much more thoughtful character. I'm not just gonna play her anchor and go. Oh, I have three bars. I have five bars. Let me just like press buttons for a while. Like I'm good. You know, it's gonna be more interactive. It's gonna be interesting. And as an ABBA fan, especially, I'm I'm glad for some of the the things they are doing with these old designs. But I do mm. I do kind of wish like I would love to see a new original character. Like I'm sure these guys got something up their sleeve. You know. Oh, absolutely right after the. Um incredible designs that they've come up with already they've got to have more up their sleeve right their art team is probably just working night and day going is this tight is this tight everything like that what if we made a uh, you know uh, like a dan like character right like that would be got fun. To have a billion yeah ideas. i really want infinite uh launch party skeleton there's when they when they first announced more dlc there was just like a bunch of silhouettes and one of them was just a skeleton and like that like it's so memey but it would be so funny because it's Skullgirls and he would be good um an- another character <laughs> i kind of want another giant character there's a version of 
Bilia, but it's reversed. So Samson is like huge and he's taken over her body and her body is just like kind of floating there. And he's just fucking bulked out the size of like Leopoldin from Guilty Gear. And I just like the concept of big characters like that. So I'd like to see something. I think there are some cool shit in this in this old design. No, they'll make it work. Now, I'm curious, right? You've been talking about big characters this whole time, but is your favorite character like out of all fighting games, right? All the ones you play, is your favorite one like a bigger character? Mm, that's like that's a I like rushdown characters so much, and I do like some dumb big ass characters like Hugo, you know. But I don't, I don't think so. I think my it's it's so hard for me too because. I just have dabbled in so many games and not put a ton of time into one. I think my favorite character is honestly probably either Abba or maybe like a Dragon Ball character. It might be Janemba or, or Goku, base Goku. Base Goku is tight, man. Yeah. I love watching him. But your Abba is something to be feared, not gonna lie. But. You know, that transitions into, um, like, it, I, it, say Ab is your favorite character, right? Let's just say that's a given. Plus R is not your favorite game. No, no, not at all. Yeah, so would you put Ab in a different game? Like, would she work the same where she would still be your favorite in a different system? See, my favorite game is Skullgirls, and I would love to see Abba in Skullgirls. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah. I was gonna, I, I was trying to think of, like, what the monkey's paw was there, but I don't think there is. Like, I think Abba would just be sick in Skullgirls. Like, she has a command grab. It's a hit grab in Guilty Gear, and it would probably be a hit grab in Skullgirls, kind of like uh, Pain Wheel. And she has a stance change. The meter would probably, I, I bet she would be cool. She would look sick in the art style. Like, I would, fuck yeah. Like, what? Yes. Yes. No. I put Absolutely. Lucia in Skullgirls. No, I wouldn't actually. That would be bad. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Lucia in Skullgirls would be. She'd be so weak. She'd be cheeks, bro. Cheeks. <laughs> Even worse than she is in Street Fighter Five. Unfortunately, yo, we haven't played that game since the new update, and we're not going to talk about the new update. But like, yeah, just like, I don't know. No, we'll play what, it what, what's wrong with Street Fighter Five? This is this is not. I'm going to ask you the same question you just asked me, but quick sidebar, like five minute sidebar. What's wrong with Street Fighter Five? I know you love G, so we can actually transition pretty easily. What's wrong with Street Fighter V, bro? What game do you want to put G in to save this nigga? What the fuck is wrong with Street Fighter V? I said, I'm going to say it one more time. What's wrong with Street Fighter V, my dude? <laughs> I don't know. I think Street Fighter V has a lot of issues at its core, right? Like, I mean, well, you know what? I don't even know if I believe that. I, I don't, don't think bl- it's... I, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, but I don't think it's as exciting as it once was That's right true. like yeah as a beginner i think that street fighter 5 was really enthralling right because the easier combos and you know it let me get my hands wet right it it, it i had an easier time doing that but i don't know i guess i'm not looking for because obviously Street Fighter V has complexity and it's a deep game, right? And if it wasn't, then I'd be godlike and taking majors, right? But I just, I think that the amount of options that you have for any given situation seems more limited than in other games, right? Yeah, yeah. Even I with think the that's what it comes yeah. down to, really. I mean, V-Shift is a, it's a 
meta shaker, that's for sure, right? But there's only so much you can do with that game. They baited us. They made us think we had, like, jungle combos and shit off anti-airs, like... Yeah, but it's so niche, right? You know, you're never really gonna get it. Yeah. Unless you're fishing. Uh, I, I, there's a lot I would change about Street Fighter Five, but, I mean, that's... That's that's a topic for another day. So, so is G one of your favorite? I I, I know G, Ramlethal, Brian. Who do you pick? What's your number one? My number one. Um, Bayakia. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's a hard it's a hard decision to make, right? Because yes, I do love G, right? And he's probably my best character, the like the character I'm the best at. But I'm going to have to say Ramathal in Exert because of one reason, mm. one reason only, right? Like, her corner vortex is so good. It feels great to, like, land and mix off that and have a 50-50 and guess at certain points. And the execution is just high enough to where I can, you know, struggle to hit it and it feels good. But it's not too difficult to the point where it's just totally inconsistent and I'll never get it. Yeah. But my real main thing that I really like with her is that I can get in like in your grill and be threatening, right? But I can also be threatening from full screen or mid screen or half screen, whatever distance I want, with sword summons and fireball and a whole other range of tools that are just it feels great all meshed together. Like sure she has her issues. She has a lot of issues that I'm not the biggest fan of. But um, the main one is that she only gets tension from her swords, right? And that can, mm. I mean, meter's a little more scarce and hard to come by. So you're more careful with how you spend it when I play, like, soul or, you know, someone else. Yeah, so but, you're not playing with the same guilty gear, really. No, not even close. But, um, it, you know, if, if they change that about her, it might, she might be a little broken. But, um, uh, I don't know. I, just, I love I love playing Ramathal. It's she's so much fun. Here's my question to you: Is and I think you're I think you're probably living a good life, my dude. I think you're probably set. Do you like Unist more than Uniclear? Do you like Uniclear more than Exert? Would you put Ram in Uniclear? Because I think, uh, especially given what you just told me about tension, Ram would kind of be shit in that game. She would kind of be shit, and if she kept her same meter build mechanics, right? But I mean. I don't know if I would put Ramathal in. Unicler, she would look. Right? She would because look good as fuck. I'd love pixel art, bro. I would love to see any character in Unistar style. Oh no, she would look phenomenal. But I mean, I main Biakia in uh, Uniclear, and he's also a set play character, not as oppressive as Ramathal, but he's oppressive enough, and he does his job very well to the point where it just works really well in the Unis system. Yeah. And I would rather play him in Uni than Ram, let's yeah, say. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Even though Ram is my favorite character, I don't know if I would put her in Uniclear. All right, we're, we're going to jump again. Is Ram your favorite character to watch, my dude? Um, you know what? No, not really. She's not. I think if I had to pick a favorite character to watch, like, ever. Yeah. It's a tough call. It's a really tough call because there are a lot of characters that I just really enjoy. There's a lot of characters, period. Well, not only even in Guilty Gear, I'm talking like yeah. There's a lot of characters. Street Fighter. I just I I have to go with um, Brian in Tekken Seven. Okay. Watching a 
good Brian player, like Jimmy J. Tran or me, is an art form. It is so beautiful, right? Because because Brian hits like a truck and his tools are just incredible, right? But watching someone who really knows how to use the character incredibly well and can hit all the insanely hard things to do, like, you know, the taunt setups or the different optimal combos, right? It's just, it makes me so happy. I love watching it. No, yeah, I fucking respect that. Like, especially, you know, falling in love with a character to the point where you even picked up a game for a period of time and, and grabbed it after learning that character. Like, I, I, I identify with that. I respect the fuck out of that. Like, yeah, no, Brian's a badass. Brian is definitely a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you enjoy watching... Um... Watching ABBA? I mean, there's not as much. Yeah. Like, I've only watched a little watch, bit of but... ABBA. I watched them when they did that. Uh, I think it was East Coast, West Coast. Maybe it was uh, USA, Japan. Whatever the crew battle was. Um, Skeleton mm-hmm. Minion, you know, he popped off. But I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of ABBA outside of just trying to learn shit, to be honest. Uh, it's easy for me, though. My, I, I hate to sound like fucking dweeb, but my, my favorite characters of all time to watch will always be Fox, Falco, and Melee. Like, there's something uh... special and genuine about... <laughs> There's something special and genuine, I think, about the energy of Melee and just thinking about the times you're with your homies, whether you were six year old or 21 and drunk. Like, it's about just playing Melee with the homies and like being in this state and watching Fox and Falco just like reminds me of of better times that maybe never even existed. You know, it's just like this is bliss and it's always new and it's always fresh. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right. there's so many little intricacies of that matchup that are just insane, right? And there's always new things being discovered and little advantages being pushed. So it's so fascinating that people are still even like arguing over which space he which is who, better, right? Yeah. It, but back into our topics here. Now, honestly, if if I was to design a character like a, a, a fighting game character my, of my own right yeah but it had to be based around like my personal experiences and if it was gonna be like nick the fight game character right i think i i run on caffeine right i run on caffeine 24 <laughs> 7 i'm either chugging coffee or i'm chugging some kind of energy drink that's gonna kill my kidneys right so if i had to have some kind of mechanic tied to me to make me unique yeah it'd be, exactly like sit right but instead of a food meter it would be a um like a caffeine meter or a sleep <laughs> meter right like you you do short bursts of really good shit but then you just gotta sleep it off you gotta yeah. take that nap right you gotta take that nap you gotta give up your okay right but you gotta do but when you uh, when you hit you hit hard no, and your no, character would be cracked too, because just taking into account what you like in fighting games, those bursts of damage wouldn't be sins like full screen, high low. It would be like motherfucking set play and like, oh my god, you got Oki like a bitch, my dude. Like, I have full meter. What are you doing pressing buttons? What are you doing blocking? I have enough block. You have no options. I'll wake up. You're supposed to press all <laughs> at four. Like, that's really cracked. <laughs> You're in the corner. I have full meter. You lose. Unplugged <laughs> control. You have health under 80, right? You're done. Yeah, no, that was correct. I, I love the direction you took that question because I didn't even like think about it that deep. I was mostly thinking about just like shit I like, but thinking about your personal experiences and trying to trying to translate that. I think that's I think that's really a cool way to do it. I think I uh, 
not only because I unfortunately am addicted to nicotine, but like just like I think I, I hate people too. I think we share this in common, but a little bit I hate people. Okay. So I get really fucking irritable and I need time to wind down. So I would I have a similar mechanic but very different from your meter where like mine would my meter would probably build and then once it got to a point of a full meter, that would be bad. Or kinda like Nago Ryuki, but in a different way. Cause I think I just need time to like chill and like be away from people so my character would be like a mix of really good rushdown and then like i just double air dash backwards for a little bit yeah right like it's it's not exactly like a like a dragon install cooldown or like a blood raise right you just need like you, when you get your full meter right you take double damage right yeah so you gotta yeah. play keep away from them until that meter goes down and you're chill now you're cool real you get that's why i like that down. character i just buy she hates people too she's not even a person <laughs> Exactly, it makes perfect sense, right? It really it all, does. It all clicks together. It all comes back to uh, to Emma. To Guilty Gear. <laughs> it just comes back to Gear. Vulcan is the best fighting game, what can I say? Now, um, we talked about Lucas before, right? Yeah. And we both said we went like 0-2 or 1-2, and we've both taken some pretty big L's, right? Some really big L's. In fact, had to hold them, right? Because we're not little bitches, and we don't really like, oh, fuck this game, this game sucks. But... Out of all the L's that uh, you and I have taken in uh, these fighting games, what do you think is the biggest one that you've learned? Uh, okay. Um, it's su- Oh, man. This is such a, a, a double suck because the match was commentated by Redacted. So, like, I want to tell people to go watch the match to see how bad it was, but it was commentated by Redacted. So, you shouldn't go watch the match. But mm. at Evo. I thought it was hot shit because I went 2-2, bro. I, I thought it was hot shit. I was popping off. And then when I went back on the Twitch stream, and because I, I got to play on stream because I went 2-2, like I, I was in the top of my pool before I went to losers. I, I played this dude called Master Mario. Master Mario is... I didn't know Master Mario was a, that good of a player. Master Mario went on to beat Void at like the next event he went to. Like Master Damn. Mario is kind of insane. Um, and... I didn't. I didn't even realize when I was playing Master Mario that he taunted on several times, like just chilling. Like Master Mario whooped my ass, and I was like not even aware of it. Like while I was playing, like I was just on that evil high, on that hot shit. So um, I learned to be more aware of what the fuck was going on after I watched that shit. It was like, oh my god, I got my ass kicked. Holy shit, I was autopiloting. You know, yeah. like, that's something you gotta take to heart, right? Like yeah. autopiloting is easy, right? And you can just kind of get in the zone, but you gotta like check yourself every once in a while. Like, okay, gotta relax. Gotta focus and get back to like my zen. I'll be right back in there. But I can relate to you on that big time, right? Yeah. Because my my biggest help that I still have to learn from, unfortunately, is um, I was at neutral ground or local one time, and I was doing the best I ever had in uni, right? I was two two right now, and I'm normally an two or one two or. I was, I was 2-2 right now. Yeah. And my next set was against someone that I played on Netplay frequently. Was this like, like my constantly. first tournament where you where you play the Biaki guy, the Ditto? Nope. Okay. No, this is some this is something entirely different. Um, I'll say redacted for now because I don't know. Oh, no. Don't want to call him out. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to call him out and be like that. Not bad but redacted, played, just redacted. No, just like yeah, I, I don't want to be that guy. Um, but I beat this guy on Netplay. Constantly. Like, we would run sets, and I would win, like, 15-0 on the regular, right? And so I saw that I was playing him next, and I was like, oh, shit, this is perfect, Dope, right? Shit. I'm going to go 3-2. I'm going to finally go positive in a tournament, in a tournament setting. Like, this is great. This is going to be fucking free. And he beat me. Yeah. I wrote it off as an easy W, and he beat me in a really close 2-1 because I let my guard down. Yeah. So 
I learned that, you know, regardless of my preconceived notions of people, when I sit down and I, you know, plug in the stick and it's time to go, I got to focus. I got to give it 10 out of 10 effort literally every single time. Not to sidetrack too much, but I, I kind of hate this motherfucker Leffen sometimes. Ah, Jesus Christ. I kind of hate this motherfucker Leffen sometimes, but Leffen has a lot to, to of good teaching to do with that mentality of like, when it's tournament, you sit down and play tournament. You know, like I definitely aspire to, to gain his mindset in some way. Not in many ways, but in some ways. <laughs> Just in a few, right? Like, yeah, Leffen's right. very good at putting in his headphones and saying, it's tournament time. I'm going to take this shit seriously. Right? And I've tried to take aspects of that into my own play, but I do still struggle with it sometimes, like, you know, oh, wow, I dizzied him, I'm like, hey, right? But for the most part, I feel like I've gotten a little better at it. That's fair, yeah. Taking, I think... you know, taking the ego out of it is just necessary, right? Like, you can't have any ego yeah. going into any kind of set, or else you're just screwed. No, yeah, that's a, that's a huge part of it. Like, I think if you... I don't think even top players experience that. I think we see a lot of a lot of sulfur players like Punk. You know, I'll call out that motherfucker because he underestimates mm-hmm. his opponent and then gets mopped the fuck up. Like it happens a lot. Um, not to not to do a bro segue, but speaking of underestimating opponents, I kind of want to ask you just to jump off that real quick about maybe a loss that wasn't as big of a deal that maybe taught you something. Because um, I know maybe like I beat you a couple times in situations that seemed unlikely, and I know some of the smaller losses that I've learned a lot from have been like our first attempts where I've gone three ten, and then the next day we played another first attempt, and I went four ten. Or I've learned a lot from that experience, even though I fucking got my ass kicked, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I. Uh... I think I can relate to that a lot because I um, playing our our top players at um, our Michigan locals, right? I always go in like, well, shit, I'm gonna try my best, but I'm gonna get mopped, right? Mm-hmm. But it um, helps me think outside the box a little bit, right? Like, okay, this would work on someone who isn't a top player, right? What kind of tricky shit can I do that's gonna hit this guy, right? Yeah. And playing people who are better than me just helps me think outside the box a little more and consider more options and think, oh, well, that might work this time. So it helps me, I feel, um, improve my overall gameplay. I mean, of course, if I, you know, get wiped and perfected and this dude has a hard beat on me, I'm not going to learn anything. But taking that opportunity to play someone who is better than me and turning it into a learning experience instead of, oh, well, this is going to be quick hope too. Um, it's more, it's healthy, healthier for the mental, right? But it also helps improve your gameplay overall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a big part of what beginners don't realize learning the game is setting, you know, appropriate goals is you're not going to win every time. You know, sometimes you just got to learn to that jump in our overheads and you got to block that shit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's even simple as, all right, I practice this combo. I get my one opportunity. I'm going to do it, right? Bro, I don't think it. a combo Absolutely. is more simple than blocking. I, I, I understand where you're going, but I also don't think that it's as, as simple as the right transition. Not to call you out like an asshole. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> No, you're good. But it's just, it's little goals, right? Yeah. It's tiny little goals that you gotta set for yourself. Like, alright, this time, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blitz this. Like, I laughed that, I know this is weak to blitz, I'm gonna do that, or I'm gonna FT this move, or, uh, you know, I know this move is minus four, so I'm gonna go for the, you know, jab punish into EX buffer, right? You just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. And it's, and that's the thing that, like... It evolves so fast. We've talked about that before, but it's like little things like that. Like, I'm going to do the jab buffer turns into, oh, this can lead to, like, a fucking wall carry. Like, oh, this can lead to taunt jab. Like, it's so fast that you just, you get sucked in. 
You get vortexed by the motherfucking game. You don't even realize how you learn in the vortex that you get vortexed by die. No, that's where that's why we love fighting games, honestly. Yeah. When it comes all down to it, it's all the little learning experiences and bettering yourself and seeing it in your gameplay as you improve. Yeah, it's beautiful and I love it. Now, my next question for you, my friend, and I think I know the answer to this already, but your first tournament that you attended, like, be it local or anything, right? How was yeah. it? Did you have a good time? What was it? What was the game? Where was it? Come on. Shit. I'm trying to remember because I know I it was Smash 4, but I don't know if I went to a local before I went to the first, or it was the second Frostbite. When Frostbite was still in like some arcade in Ann Arbor before it was this big shits. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to that shit. I, and you pulled up for a minute. That was the first state thing I went to. And I, I guess I kind of consider that my first tournament because I think if I went to a tournament before that, it was that one in a fucking a game store that, that we went to that one time. And that's just sucks. And oh, yeah, that fucking Amiibo that. King was there. But fuck Amiibo King. No one likes NES players. Um, why were you at a GameStop, my dude? Like, what the fuck? But anyway. No, I, I forgot yeah, about I, that because I think that was my first yeah. tournament too. Yeah, we don't, we don't count that. Amiibo, Amiibo King was there. We don't have to count it. That's how it works, okay? He's like the, he's a negative one, like, attendance. It's just, it's math that you, you know, you have to go to school for a long time, so. But <laughs> well, anyway. I, I, got a, I got a funny story about that tournament, though, if you hear me out. Yeah, yeah, I'll hear you out. I don't know if you Oh, I do that. know your funny story, bro. Oh, my yeah. God. I remember, I was playing, um, I think I was playing Zero Suit Samus at the time. I don't remember. I forgot who I was playing. Yeah, I think it was CSS, actually. Yeah, because it was Smash 4, right? We went there, we played, we had fun, and, um. I <laughs> I lost you my inevitably switched to Puff. There's no way you did, but oh yeah, I you, you started did. on CSS. Yeah, but I remember I lost my round one, so I was playing CSS, and I was like, ah, whatever. And I uh, by round two, I beat this guy with my Puff, right? And he was real salty. He was upset when he left. I'm like, well, you know, it's round two, round one losers. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what you expect, but um, he said he's gonna we'll go up and force the TO. And so we did, right? And I started playing casual matches, waiting for my next one. Waiting for people like to call me. Like three hours later, like, they are moving on with this bracket, and I'm like, uh, I never got called to play, right? And the TO's like, well, the guy that you played said that he beat you, but he just left, so we DQ'd him. This dude got so salty that I beat him that he lied about the results to the TO and left. <laughs> Jesus, that guy's a piece of shit. Fuck, I mean. Yeah, uh, fuck that guy. Fuck, fuck it, Smash 4 players. If it was, yeah, if it was any game, it was going to be Smash 4. And I love Smash 4's gameplay, but I absolutely fuck that player plus my dude. Like, me versus, uh, we, we all saw it. Y'all was trying to, y'all was trying to play hentai on Smash Bros. We all saw it. <laughs> you weren't even, like, trying to hide it. Nope. You made it known. <laughs> but if we're not counting that as a first tournament, I'd say that my, uh, my first Smash local was at a... Random, uh, it was at some college. I don't exactly remember where it was, but um, I went one and two, lost my first round in winners again because I was a puff player. Mm-hmm. Puff was garbage back then, and uh, my round two, my first round of losers, I played some guy. Don't remember. I remember he was a bigger guy, right? And um, yeah. I beat him, and I go to shake his hand, and he spikes his controller on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he spiked his controller. And I was like, well, okay, uh, good games. And then I lost my next game. So 
But what I clearly remember from it is that the uh, the teams guys that I was talking to, they were really cool, and I played some team sets with them. I remember playing Ganondorf and just mm. having the ball. But my main complaint that I really remember from it that like, sticks out in my brain is obviously the guy spiking his controller in front of me. That was hilarious. But also, was, it's the stereotype's true. It smelled. It smelled oh, yeah. so bad in there to the point where I, when I lost and I was out of the bracket, I just what left was and went to Wendy's. Did you already say how small was it? Uh, it wasn't only maybe like, no, it's like 30 people, I think. Yeah, how small was the actual venue, though? Oh, the actual venue? It was yeah. like, um, it was like a small high school cafeteria. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, so it was like a lot of people packed. 30 people only in a, oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah they made us smell. It was kind of rank, but, um, my first fighting game local that I went to, I went to, um, the one that I'm going to right now, or was going to before all this pandemic shit happened, was Neutral Ground. Yeah, and I, I went with very low expectations. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna play some Street Fighter, I'm gonna move on, right? But, um, you know, I played some really cool guys, I played this Ryu, um, I played one of our top players in Michigan, Footwork, and he was a really Footwork. cool guy, giving me tips, right, and hitting me with Raging Demon setups, and I don't know, I made a lot of friends, and I... I'm still friends with them to this day, right? And it was just really cool, and I really can't wait until it opens back up and I can go back. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that. Quick sidebar: Did Footwork has Footwork ever pulled out the bison on me? No, <laughs> thank uh, God, he never pulled out the bison on me. But he um, played with a lot of the side characters, like his uh, Kage. He loves yeah. playing Kage. His Kage is nasty. Yeah, but he played me uh, with his Kage a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think I count my first local as as Frostbite. Even though it was a state national thing, and Frostbite was cool, I kind of have a funny story too. It's not as funny. Um, <laughs> I think I just went O2, but the dude like his his screen name Fuck Smash Bros players. This is just more Fuck Smash Four players banter. But like his his tag was like Pack something. Like oh, I assume you're gonna play Pac Man. I think I played Pac Man round one because I I named Pac Man and Lucas in that game. Um, but I played Pac Man round one. He played Cloud round one. No, he played Meta Knight round one because mm-hmm. he was Meta Knight name. Um, he beat my Pac-Man and I switched to Lucas I, and there was this stupid banter about like why is your name Pac-Man I'm the Pac-Man player it, and it wasn't funny because we're, I was in high school and he was a Smash 4 player like how are we going to have good banter you know No. Uh, but then he switches to Cloud and I switched to Lucas my actual main and then he beat me and then he was like yeah if it makes you feel any better like my Cloud is pretty new I'm still just practicing and I'm like motherfucker you just beat me what the fuck why would that make me feel better what an Who the asshole. fuck are you? Yeah. He know what he was I don't, doing. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Smash right. players. Smash players. Yeah. My first fighting game tournament was Evo, so I didn't play. I I went O2 in Street Fighter because I didn't show up. But Lucia wasn't <laughs> out yet, so you can't even. You, I, I'm not a Laura player. It's not like that. Like you can't even. No. You can't even fault me. I'll see your but, first sets were in the hotel room. Yeah, no, that ass. I, I didn't even know. I've come a long way. It's been a little over a year, and I'm proud to say that a little over a year ago, I didn't know that you had to stand block a fucking jump-in. And speaking of jump-ins, let's get to the motherfucking air-to-air, my guy. So this Ooh. is the section where we're about to shout out something in the fighting game community. I'm sure if you are into the fighting game community, you see a lot of cool shit on YouTube and on Twitter and on Reddit. So uh, if you want to leave something in the comments, maybe we'll check it out. Um, I'm sure we'll read the comments on the first couple of these if y'all aren't toxic as fuck. But uh, <laughs> what do you got to, to shout out this week, Nick? Uh, this week I want to shout out um, 
one of my favorite content creators right now on YouTube and the FCC in general, uh, Majin Obama, right? Both yeah. him and <laughs> Gina, they both make up the team, Anime Illuminati, and you know, they were both up- uploading on their channel specifically, right? And they were doing some great content, great videos, and you know, uploading Obama commentary reels and whatnot. But um, Majin Obama's really been ste- stepping up his uh, own YouTube channel game recently, be it with um, Strive Analysis or gameplay or just general story time stuff that because he's just a really entertaining guy right and he puts a lot of effort in his content and you know he cares obviously a lot about the community he's just you know all around one for that shout out to Majin Obama shout out to Majin Obama yeah content has been great I can't wait for Strive to come out because I know it's gonna it's gonna keep going I should I should pop in more often uh, I know he, he plays at weird times because Japan but I'm sure he's playing some XX and I'm sure his axle is it's popping off in XX too um, this week I'm gonna shout out to Kill Sage I'm going to shout out to Kill Sage again. I shout out to Kill Sage last week. Y'all don't know about that, but my, my man did Kill Sage. Top Skullgirls player, top Dragon Ball player. If you don't know about the Kill Sage, you should. I think he only has like a couple, like in the tens of thousands subscribers on YouTube. So hit that. Hit the Twitch. My man streams like every day. Subscribe. You get in the Discord. If you're playing Skullgirls, you got to get in the Discord because we're playing matches. We're posting tech. Everyone's a homie, bro. They be watching regular show sometimes. I need to go in there. Sometimes they just be watching a regular show. Like, it's, it's chill. Everyone is, it's so, it's so, such good vibes. I've been in bad discords. I've been in bad sub discords before where everyone likes to be toxic and it's not fun. The Kill Sage is not that. So follow my dude. He's got good tech. He's got good match analysis constantly. Like, watch this shit. Get in the community. <laughs> you know, let's do it. Hell yeah, man. I, I haven't watched any of the Kill Sage at all, but, you know, based on that alone, definitely. No, I'm either going to uh, get in that Discord or check out his YouTube. One of the two. I'm going to check that dude out. That's fast. Right, well, I think that'll do it for the first episode of Hard Knockdown. Thanks to all our listeners, all one or two of you. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to see you in the next one. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>